familiar too. Uh, it, it it is uh, this time of the year. It's a little disappointing. Not uh, no offense to you, uh, Jeremy, but uh, not uh, doing Opa and getting to complain about the Steelers uh, or or oh. be happy about them is is something that I will always miss about uh, about that particular uh, podcast phase. Uh, but yeah, Matt Canada is, uh, as they, uh, like to say much maligned, uh, a lot of people really blame all of the offensive problems on him. And, uh, he may have been more blameable, uh, the, in the two previous years as his, as him as offensive coordinator, but, uh, I, I think they've done a fairly accurate job on this uh, particular broadcast here on Thursday Night Football of illustrating why maybe it's not uh, just him that's the problem. Uh, and I uh, agree with them because uh, Mr. Pickett has uh, been disappointing. They're showing some of the high, well, yes. highlights, lowlights, whatever. And yeah. 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 I, I, and I mean, it's... I know that there's a possibility that, at least for today, it might be the fact that he is playing somewhat injured uh, with a, a rib problem. But he's he's had this problem uh, a lot of the season where his accuracy has not always been on, uh, you know. Yeah, it's just not always been on. <laughs> Why did, I didn't need to go any further than that. <laughs> You know, like, uh, he, uh, yeah, the, that is costing them as much as, uh, bad play calling is, you know, it, that, and their offensive line is not always terribly helpful. No. So, you know, there are, uh, uh, a myriad of problems and, uh, People uh, translated like evidently fire Canada chants are breaking out at Penguins games. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it they broke out very early uh, in the last uh, Steelers home game when things were not going well. Uh, um, you know, uh, so yeah, uh, much maligned is, uh, it is kind of funny. I, I kind of had a laugh when Al Michaels is like, you can't just be maligned. Like, you've always got to be much maligned. Like, you- yes. <laughs> yeah, I heard that line, actually. Yeah, he's right. I, I do appreciate when, like, a city gets behind, like, I, mean, I, I guess city is too large but when a fan base like spills over it's like pittsburgh's out the penguins and well pirates but whatever not not usually in season uh yeah not in season and uh maybe they don't have a big enough crowd sometimes on their own yeah i mean i'll never forget i mean it's still the lions but like when they were here in charlotte a couple years ago patricia was the coach and they got blanked by pj walker who's i believe is Browns quarterback right now? Uh, Yes. Yeah. And there were people there with signs saying, fire Patricia. And, like, as Patricia walked by us, like, to go into the uh, locker room, people were just screaming at him. And I'm like, we're in Charlotte. Like, we're not in Detroit. I mean, it was, they so, I believe I've mentioned this before, but they have Sir Purr, which is, like, the Panther mascot. Oh, yeah. That crazy bastard climbs the scoreboard. 
the end zone. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, he's in full gear, all that stuff. And it's like, well, I'm sure he's got safety harness or whatever, but I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, that's still wild uh, to uh, volunteer yourself to do that. Yeah. And this is during COVID, so it wasn't that crowded. But it was uh, – they go through the – they go through the – uh, progression with the camera, like going going up and like starting from the bottom of the field and going up. And as they were going up, there was a fire Patricia sign, <laughs> <laughs> and the whole crowd started going nuts. It was mostly Lions fans. Oh, and did uh, I want to say that there's a possibility? Speaking of fan signs, I want to say there might have been a Fire Canada sign on Raw. <laughs> Cause I don't know if they were in Pittsburgh or just some, you know, it was just a Steelers fan at a Raw event. Uh, but I, I do remember seeing that make the rounds, and I kind of did laugh when I ended up seeing it. No, they could have been in Pittsburgh, but we were just there. I mean, they don't go, they don't run oh, around that much. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they're not, it, a, they're not AEW, <laughs> so they, they they take a few months off in between. Because I'm, I'm actually, I got tickets for SmackDown here in February of next year. So um, I tried, tried sneaking that one by, and tickets went on sale, pre-sale at 10. I got in there at 10.15, and almost the entire lower bowl was sold out already. Uh, yeah, I know that um, Josh had a similar experience when he was buying the tickets for uh, SmackDown that's going to... Oh, next Friday, actually. I kind of forgot that I'm actually going to SmackDown this coming Friday. Tomorrow? <clears throat> no, not tomorrow. Oh. Next week. I will be at SmackDown. So, um, but yeah, he, he got in there pretty early, and uh, they... They had sold like a lot of tickets. Yeah, already. That's why I can't believe the tickets we got. I mean, our payback tickets were pretty nice. So, uh, yeah, I remember him giving me the um, uh, the tickets. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm looking real quick to see if I I, I can actually find the seat. Um, but yeah, I feel like we got somewhat decent seats anyway. Like, yeah, uh, we were almost dead center. Well, not dead center, but we were in almost center row. I mean, that's pretty sweet, man. So, I mean, we could see everything pretty nice. So, my tickets going to be about the same as for when we went to uh, Raw the other time. So, that would be pretty nice. But, yeah, man, I, was, I didn't hesitate. I was like, hell yeah, SmackDown's shorter, too. So, even better. Oh, yeah, I'm good with being in the 100s. And it's only yeah, bro K. Like that should give us a pretty decent perspective, just low enough to kind of be down in there. Like I'm pretty happy yeah. with that. I mean, I'm sure we've had a discussion before, but like being on the floor is nice to say you're on the floor. Yeah, but, but if, if you're in the far back of it, who cares? Like, yeah, you can't see anything. I'm not tall enough to uh, be on the back of the floor yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I am. So it's <laughs> like, all right. But, you know, it's still, you're still, like, craning, and oh, yeah. you know, there's always some dickhead with a sign, 
So it's like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I, I feel like that was one of the uh, early uh, stunt granny lessons, honestly, because we got those floor seats for uh, twenty WrestleMania twenty three there in Detroit. Oh my god! Yes, that's right. You know, I wait, think that's wait. what started our mental scarring for that uh, seating location because I, I, I mean, I do that WrestleMania more than any other. I looked up at the TV most of the time because it was just the, the ring was so far away from us. <laughs> we were in the corner of the field. Like, didn't we have the wall behind us? Uh, yeah, like we were just barely on the, we were, we were on the field by like four rows or something like that. Yeah. Like we were way back there. But yeah, cause I think they had put in some like, uh, you know, a few like five risers or something like that, uh, on the field, you know, to come down to the field. Uh, if I, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's always a no. Like it's again splurge. Like honestly, I know we talked about this before. If I had the money, I would legitimately splurge one time to try and get like the first three rows on the floor for a WrestleMania. Uh oh. If you have the money, obviously. Yeah. But outside of that, no, I'm fine. I'm fine in the stands. Like. Oh. You're elevated, so really, there's not too much is going to be in front of you. So, uh, yeah, and it's st- uh, yeah, tiered seating, so that even if someone does stand up, uh, you can at least stand up yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's like you know, we we've seen all the events coming up now, so it's like, well, I guess, especially certain leagues are selling their stuff far in advance and which they need to um uh, like, you know, Wrestlemania is the week is going to be what the, no, I'm sorry not Wrestlemania SummerSlam will be the week before uh all in right uh I believe so yeah and isn't there something the weekend after that is WWE's over in Germany right uh yes yeah and then I'm not sure where All Out is. I'm guessing they're doing it again where it's the following week or two weeks or something. Because that's smart. So uh, Yeah, they're going to keep shooting themselves in the foot. Speaking of shooting themselves in the foot, I could not believe... Like I, I didn't know I had notifications on my phone for Twitter or X. <laughs> okay. So I saw you send, send me the Ric Flair thing. I'm like, what? And I, I, that was a legit, like, what? Uh, then, I, then I had to go look, and I'm like, they signed, AEW signed Ric Flair to a contract. But then the more I read about it, it's also a marketing deal. Uh, or a promotional deal as well. Yep. Now, okay, look. It's, and people are comparing it to, like, Randy Savage's Slim Jim deal, where Slim Jim paid him more than WCW did. And it's like, well, that's fair. Because I guess um, a larger part of uh, this contract is being paid by whatever the brand is. He, I don't, I've tried to find it. What's the name of the 
Oh, it's Woo Energy Drinks. Okay. Is the because yeah, I, that was another thing. I guess I was a little bit shocked that I didn't didn't tell you that Ric Flair was at like three local uh, Giant Eagles. Uh, let's say a, a couple of months ago, uh, selling that uh, energy drink, and I'm like, I I just looked at that, and I'm like, I I'd feel embarrassed to go there to meet him for that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not going to drink an energy drink. Like I, it, it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, it feels like I guess I know that. I, I guess I was assuming that he had that Flair has some stake in this brand because you know name. Uh, and it's just like, man, really, this is the market that you decided to go for. Like this is true, also. You know, just throw throw it out there. Like, hey, we want to use your name, okay? I mean, dude, he has around here at least. He used to have his own scratch off lottery ticket. So, you know, what's an energy drink when you got your own lottery ticket? You know, <laughs> okay. He's still doing those. It's so funny. We were talking about the the commercials. They still have a true car commercial. He's still in those. Uh, I hadn't seen one in forever until we mentioned it. Uh, yeah, he's a lot. He he paid his penance for uh, for his prior sins, and now we're we're back okay with uh, with Ric Flair. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm trying to be like even keeled about this, but uh... because like, all right, one, it's not my money. I don't care. The problem is, I am watching AEW even last night. That show stinks. It's not terrible. It's boring. And that's worse. Like, Claudio and Orange Cassidy, I thought the match was good. Too long, though. That was almost 30 minutes. <laughs> and it ends in a roll-up, which I know Orange gets away with because that's what he does a lot, right? Uh, yeah. And then Moxley just comes down, beats the shit out of him, and leaves. And it's like, I thought Claudio was going to stop him or something. Uh, yeah, that was the part that was pretty, well, it was weird, but then, uh, they, cause who came down to kind of, uh, did you to come back down? They kind of uh, caught, no, cause that was just a beat down and they left. Yeah, no, no, uh, I'm gonna keep on to say Taz, uh, Hook and Yuta got kicked out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there weren't any other. Sh- I, I was for a second there. I was thinking there was some more shenanigans that caused uh, Claudio to get off track, but there wasn't. Yeah, like he never really completely. In- Did he start in the or, or eventually get into the beatdown, or he just left it to Moxley? Really? No, uh, I think he started beating up the security guards. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, like, and that's fine. Like they're gonna do Moxley. And orange too. Cool. I'm not ordering it, so I won't see it again. But it's like, but the rest of the show and that crowd was indicative of my feelings. That crowd was dead. And they're supposed to have their core audience, right? Well, if their core audience is dead silent, 
and they were for a majority of this thing. That's that's problematic. So what's the what's the catch all cure all? Hey, let's sign Ric Flair, and he can sell his energy drinks at the arenas, and then they'll have them on the table. Like it's no one asked for Ric Flair. No one. Uh, no, that's not your solution. And this isn't even against him. You know, like, I, I'm not. I like Ric Flair. The, I mean, the, the guy's clearly got his problems. Always has. He's not exactly a saint, so I, you know, easy to identify. But he's 170 years old. <laughs> well, that was one of the or, or yeah, uh, ex post or whatever we're supposed to call them now. Um. Where Flair was saying in an interview that he was 76, and then the interviewer is like, he's actually 74 right now. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god. 74, and the life he's lived going on 379. Like. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to look back with regrets. And I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But it's like, this is the life I lived. I had a lot of fun. But anyways, it's like it's just another hanger-on that AEW doesn't need. Then the rumblings have started that he and Sting, that may be both of their last match. <laughs> yes. Oh, I have not seen that rumor. And that yes. does not need to happen at all. No, I got suckered into that Ric Flair's final match thing where he laid in the ring most of the time because he couldn't do it. So I can tell you right now, I have no doubt in my mind, he's going to try and wrestle. And I have no doubt that he'll try and push his way into being Sting's last opponent. Because... Isn't this how this story is going to go, or should? Ric Flair comes out, buddies up with Sting, turns on him. Because Sting's stupid, and it's always happened. You know? Uh, he, he, I, uh, gross. Like, I, I, that is the correct thing for it to happen. I mean, you 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 did a better job of covering it last week where you know they were sting and him were mostly enemies their time in wrestling but for whatever reason we've uh, just decided that we're uh, good with them being buddies now because they were adversaries then yeah it's it doesn't make sense but whatever it's like and like but the thing, the thing of it is, is AEW doesn't need Ric Flair. Just like no. we, like we talked about, Ricky Guerrero didn't need to be around. She's now gone. You know, they didn't renew her contract. No. Jake Roberts doesn't need to be there, and apparently that means Lance Archer doesn't. Because, sure. Um, uh, well, he appeared for like a rampage, and then I don't think I've seen him again. Yeah. Okie dokie. Like, all right. And that kind of goes like AEW is going backwards with everything. Listen, I got no problem with the big show or Paul White. You have Lance Archer sitting out there doing nothing. Why not actually have someone on your roster that's gonna that can or can or would contribute every week? 
instead of a guy who hasn't wrestled in two years because he had knee replacement or hip replacement? Uh, the giant brace that he had on his yeah. right leg, I'm like, come on, guy. Like, that's another one where I'm like, this is just kind of embarrassing, guys. Like, I, like you said, like, no one asked for this. Like, I, I, I was trying to think of who, uh, I guess I thought that it was going to be Big Show or whatever. Paul is he just call himself Paul White still? Yeah. No BS. Yes. Um, I felt like from the moment that he was Captain Insano in the MJF and Adam Cole skits, I was like, he's getting back in the ring, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Like that. It, it, it honestly hit me in that moment that. I figured he'd be back in the ring sooner rather than later, and sure enough, here we are. Yeah, and again, no one asked for it. It's not an indictment of Paul White at all. This isn't what AEW was supposed to be. Maybe I need to let that go, but it's not, and their core audience isn't happy with some of this stuff too. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, there were definitely... Well, A, ratings aren't great, which I know that we downplay a lot anyway, but, you know, still probably not the greatest sign for a company that most people are agreeing is not doing well currently. Well, I was looking at the rating stuff, and apparently when Time Warner all that started, Kenny Omega, I think, did an interview when they first started saying that you know, they're looking for them to do between four and 600000 a week because they're new. All right. So if in that respect, they are doing better than what Time Warner wanted. This week, they're back up like 836000 which is a surprise because the baseball game was in game five. You know, that's always the catch. Well, you got Super Bowl, or not Super Bowl, you got Monday Night Football, you got this, you got this. It's like, right. it can't be just that the show was bad and people turned it off, you know? Um, but it's so in that respect, eight hundred and thirty-six thousand something still good for them, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. But then the tell will be next week when we've got like who's who's turn tuning in to um, see Paul White? Who's turning in to see another out of shape version of Chris Jericho? Like, with no stories going on. Like, they have stories, but they're not compelling. And I think that's a huge problem, too. Matches are damn long. Sheeta and... Who does she wrestle? Uh, Willow Nightingale. Yes. Does not need to go as long as it did. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, I was... Well, I don't want to say I was split on that... I don't understand why, and and it's a well. I guess it plays into the how things are getting booked area, where I don't understand why Sheeta has defended the belt three times in uh, in seven days. Yeah, like that just doesn't compute to me. Like, I, you know, there's a time and a place for a fighting champion, but it shouldn't be 
that frequent. Like, even when Orange Cassidy was doing it, what if you at least have him do Dynamite, then Collision, you have some, you know, at least daytime in between there, even if they were, you know, possibly recorded at the same location. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. What happened to Britt Baker? Uh, you know, uh, someone put out an interesting theory, uh, <laughs> that, uh, she could be the devil because the injury happened to Adam Cole and she's screwing over, uh, MJF cause he caused, uh, their problems. I, I, it could work from a story perspective. But, but I don't know where she's been. It does not explain where she's been. No, I figured the devil was Jack Perry. That's what that was. That's the popular theory going. Then uh, there's of course the underlying one that it's CM Punk actually. <laughs> but I don't think that's it. Um, yeah. Uh, I will say, if so, that is one hell of a of a sell job. Like that is nuts. So, but anyways. Um, I mean, they're a private company. They can do what they want. You know, it's not like WWE where you have to, you know, all this stuff is public record. But no, I, it's just funny because I heard Jamie Hayter's gone. She's hurt, obviously. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason she's been gone. Yeah, and so she just got the title. Soraya's been kind of missing in action, too. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I just... That was one where I... She hasn't really... Um, it, she hasn't had a good match. Like there, whatever she got cleared, but she has barely taken bumps. Even when she dropped the title to Sheeta, she didn't take like she actually did take bumps, but still not that many. Like I just, I, I really think that it's just hindering her performance. You know what? Like I, I, there's still some issues there. Yeah. You know. So. No, I'm absolutely with you, and but it's just like I'm like, why? Why did she win the title? And then I'm like, well, who else is there? And I know we haven't mentioned Tony Storm, but you know, she's. She's next, so it's like okay, but it, it really is like where'd all the women go again? Thunder Rosa apparently still clear, but not wrestling. So oh, oh my gosh! I forgot that she was one of the people to come into the uh, Tony Khan's locker locker room way back right before the collision announcement. Yeah, and Julia Hart's tangled up with. Sky blue and her blue mist. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's at least been a consistent story. I don't know where it's leading to exactly. Yeah. Uh, it it, but it's another one of those ones where, I guess, I think that their priorities in booking some of the women's stuff is just misguided. Where the champions are not featured. Well, like, Sheeta featured too much <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, at least too much in ring. You're, yeah. 
And I I don't know anything about her character, but I mean now I know kind of at least something about Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale and I still don't get the connection with Chris Statlander that's thrown in there, but Nightingale and uh Sky Blue have been uh tag team partners on and off for different problems. So they kind of make sense as at least friends. Yeah, they're both. I mean, they're both job squad, basically. Uh, yeah, but it's just like, why is why do I know more about the personalities of the undercard than I do about the people at the top of the card? Yeah, Sheeta really doesn't get much. She wrestles a lot. Like, I like again, the TBS champion is sort of more compelling than the AEW champion, and like Statlander's really turned around and become like someone to watch. I think at least. And yeah, I wasn't surprised when she she was a person I saw. I don't know who she was speaking to, but just saying that uh the women need to be better represented on AEW. <laughs> and yeah, I, uh, I I wholeheartedly, you know, I mean, I feel like we've been beating that drum for a long time now. Yeah, but look at it. We had to look at it objectively too. So we just got done saying, well, where are all the women at? And then we have thirty-minute matches between people that don't need to go thirty-minute thirty minutes, or, or people who don't need to go fifteen or twenty. So it's like I understand what she's saying, but oh. then I think she needs to talk to, you know, the powers that be, and be like, hey, you know, we're getting one women's match on here, and yes, you're giving us fifteen twenty minutes, but not. And I've talked about this before. Not every match has to be super long and super competitive. Like, oh. like, like Willow has won a match here and there. Uh, Sky Blue's won a match, supposedly. Uh, yeah, again, it's probably a Rampage thing. Right, but it's like they shouldn't be in 20-minute matches with a champion. You know? uh, I, I had to check just to see. Uh, Sheeta and Nightingale, uh, 10 minutes. That was only 10 minutes? Uh, yep. But I do think that, uh, A, it had a commercial break in it, so it made it feel longer. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it still kind of felt too long. But it also... I do think that Willow Nightingale has been sold enough because would she win a championship for New Japan... Uh, I'm trying to think yeah, of the old, never no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, it might have been the women's open she weight championship, but yeah. So I mean, she has uh, some, and she defended the belt on AEW because you know what belts haven't been defended there. Um. Uh, so yeah, like she's been out there as a champion. Like I really thought that her and Sheeta could have had a program should they have wanted to do that. Rather yeah. than you know, and I guess that was my other problem with Russian. It's just like, uh, okay, I didn't think Abaddon was uh, going to beat Sheeta, and not that I really thought that. Uh, why? Why would you think that? <laughs> she's been around for yeah, so. I mean, she's been hurt. 
And she comes back at the title match in a fucking pumpkin match? Like, and again, to go back to AEW's problem, what the fuck are we doing? No one likes it when, like, the majority of the adults watching WWE don't like these stupid-ass Miracle on 54th Street match or Halloween candy matches and shit. Like, who was it, Natalia and Chelsea Green? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Didn't like that. It's stupid. Like, I don't understand. Especially Triple H should know better. Like, and I guess it's a little hypocritical because NXT does it. But NXT is such a bizarre show anyways. Uh, We have to talk about We've been skipping them the last two weeks. (laughs) But, dude... I mean, I just, just seeing that stuff is like this is this is like anyone who goes, oh, that was really fun. Well, you can't say that and then not enjoy something that happens on like, the exact same style thing when they have like a Thanksgiving match or a pub brawl match where they put a little stand with beer beer on it, you know. Just gotta. Come up with some gimmick. There was no reason for it. Just have no. Abaddon and her in a match. Uh, oh yeah, because what? Um, that because that kind of struck me is. Oh, I think it might have been Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. I felt like there is a match that felt more like a rivalry match. Uh, but they're not playing it that way. Like, you know, it's just a one-on-one match. Like, they have all of these gimmick matches, but then they get overused. Oh, yeah. That's why I keep calling AEW TNA with a different name. That's all they do. They throw shit together for no reason. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but was there a triple threat with Penta... The Kingo and Commander. Did I miss that? Uh, this week. Yeah, that mm. was a. Oh, maybe it's for Collision. Yeah, I was gonna and say. I, I do not remember watching that. Yeah, they sent that to me, and everyone's like, "Choose your emoji." And I'm like, "Okay," so I chose the clown one. This clown show shit. <laughs> They're just gonna fly all over the place, sell nothing. No one's gonna remember it. Move on. Like, okay. But, no, it, it's just, like I said, the worst part of AEW is it's boring. They're even driving the Tony Storm stuff into the ground. Which, by the way, I like this. I actually like that she has a butler. I thought that was pretty smart. Uh, oh, yeah. Luther, I mean, it's... Star now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're paying Luther. He may as well do something. Yeah. But that's like a cl- just a classic thing to do. All right, so she needs her own bodyguard. Uh, I guess Virgil's a manservant, but yeah, uh, isn't he a butler? What, Virgil was a butler, wasn't he? But he was a muscle. Uh, he was a muscle butler, right? Uh oh, I don't remember what they called him, but I feel like uh, they're calling what's his name, uh, Luther, yeah, yeah. a butler. Yeah, yeah. And okay, I know Tony Storm is like classic, but what is she? Not classic. Timeless. Timeless, sir. Thank you. Timeless. Timeless Tony Storm. But she's 
um, like repeatedly coming out with less and less clothes. And like this week, she was just straight in lingerie, right? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that's kind of weird. Like, I guess she's just used to lounging around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I I like the Tony Storm thing. It's different for sure. Um, it stands out and it it sort of works. But the problem with Tony Storm is when the bell rings, her matches always fall apart at the end. They're always off at the end. So I don't know what she can do differently, but and I've actually this whole time been trying to think of other AEW women that appear regularly, and I think they ship most of them to Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've uh, gone through the uh, the list at this point. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, but like the rest of the shows, whatever. The young bucks getting mad. Like, what were they mad about? Um, I it would have helped. I I get freaking out uh, after the match, but yeah, like it, it felt like there should have been some clarity in that second, uh, the second segment. Yeah, you know where, but Matt just yells at people. And they kind of blow it off as uh, it's because you lost. And it's just like, no, it seems like there should be some. I, I mean, I guess he did give the broader point that the elite fell apart. And, well, no, but I think that, Excalibur said something. Like they were upset about what's happening to Adam Page. And I was like, I didn't get that at all from the Melton Down. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. But that's what Excalibur said. And I'm like, what? So, but, yeah, and then, what was the other big happening? Edge, I'm sorry, damn it. Adam Copeland spears Christian a week after saying he's not going to fight his friend. It's like, wow, you guys had a few more weeks. (laughs) You want a piece of cake? No, I'm on a diet. You want a piece of cake? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Oh. I mean, I understand, like, Christian was going to break his neck or whatever, but still, it's like, can you give it some time? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they they just haven't done a good job of storytelling. No. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think we keep on illustrating that point in, in, in various and sundry ways. Yeah, it's like... I always go to the Star Wars reference, the easiest one. And I, I know we skipped over MJF. I don't give a fuck about this storyline anymore. I'm tired of it. It's boring. Roderick Strong has gotten, like, I've just finally, like, just kind of got bored with it. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a limited thing, and I don't, uh, I think that it, the time has come up on it. Yeah. And they still have, what, three weeks to go before, uh, was this, was this full gear? Yeah, full gear. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. And like, 
And then they didn't even make a big deal that MJF got pinned last night. Uh, no, they did. And, I mean, that's the one thing, because, I mean, they did point out that it was Jay White who pinned him, and at least there's some story, like, at least there's some storyline reason now for Jay White to have the championship. You know, like, no matter how dumb it was that he's having to fight for the belt anyway, at least you have that he, you know, that MJF did kind of give up the rights to it if he okay. lost the match. Okay, so here's the thing. MJF's a scumbag. You know how I know this? Because he says it all the time. At the end, the acclaim cleared everybody out. Jay White's still in there with the belt. MJF is up behind him, and it's like, oh, okay. The smart thing to do is to have MJF be a scumbag, beat up Jay White real fast, and take his belt back. Uh, Yeah, and I expected that to happen. Yes, that's exactly what should have happened. Instead, he just slides out of the ring, and then they scissor. And it's like, like, for me, MJF as a face is fine. But it doesn't work as much as he, when he's a heel. And it, is, it yeah. also, like, him being weak doesn't make any sense. Uh, I did not expect him to take the pin necessarily. Well, I meant in that, oh. you know, all right, so Wardlow comes up now. I actually understood oh. the Wardlow thing because he, he gets surprised from behind. And the guy's just choking you, especially the size of Wardlow. <laughs> Plus the history that they've already, you know, they've uh, displayed that, you know, Wardlow will dominate MJF. That's what happened in their match, you know. But yeah, that I was okay with. But then just him, like, moping around, can't find anybody. I, the, the search for his three partners got old after a while. <laughs> I honestly thought they, they like, not didn't think it was going to happen, but I would have just like been, well, this figures. If it was Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Sutton Singh, just get the clown clown party going, man. Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird that it, it it seemed like it was going to come down to the claim, but yeah, there was. The fact that there was a segment right before the main event that basically made it seem like it wasn't going to be the acclaimed, and then they came out as I was kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like, again, I guess it made sense to me, but it also didn't make sense to me. I'm also trying to figure out, and I, I this is just for my own personal views. Is Max Caster hitting on MJF? Why does he want to be his friend so bad? Like, I know they used to be roommates, I guess, a long time ago. Whatever they said. But the man's clearly shown nothing but disdain towards you. And he's like, he's like touching him all the time and stuff. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on here. (laughs) Uh, Join the crowd. Okay. Uh, because it it is uh, kind of ambiguous in that way. I'm not quite sure why they continue to play it that way. 
Um, it doesn't help that uh, the Acclaims gimmick just uh, feeds into the uh, feeds into that. I don't, it's, I don't think it's a stereotype. Or is well, it? No, scissoring's for lesbians, not for gay guys. Well, yeah. That, that well, is that I know of. <laughs> I mean, I guess he could. Right? Uh, yeah, I suppose uh, yeah, anyone yeah, I can assume the position. Yeah, one face down, one face up. Ugh. <laughs> they both, but the, you'd have to, like, tuck them backwards. God, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trust and dexterity, too. <laughs> Uh, well, I will, I, I will remember not to look that up later tonight. <laughs> I think, I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Yeah, I would not be surprised and I would not be surprised if I forgot because that happens frequently. Uh, with uh, trivial factoids like this. Hmm. Oh, I guess it is possible. Alright, see her. <laughs> well, someone said no, because you're going to smash your balls together. <laughs> and then the part, like a few, a few posts down, someone goes, I did it once when I was drunk. Be safe out there. I know it's a lesbian term. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking adult. Jeez, um, uh, I'm just looking for some clarification here, yeah, ma'am. All I want is an educational resource. <laughs> and. It's just uh, no, no easy one to find, huh? No. Oh, what's this? <laughs> gay, le- gay lesbians, scissor woman, gifts, and merchandise for sale. Of course, I'm going to click that because I want to see. What... <laughs> oh, well, it's just, oh, I guess it's just scissors. <laughs> Whoops. Unique gay scissor t-shirt designed by Solda. Right, I'm going to say no. Outside of yeah. whoever that poster was. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the ambiguously gay stuff is just, it's a weird overtone that's happening over that, that I guess, I don't know what MJF gets out of the, um, this relationship moving forward. Yeah, like, I'm not even, like, I don't even know if it's ambiguously gay, if it's just him being a pain in the ass. You know? Uh, Oh, (laughs) You know, like, whenever yeah. someone's like, don't touch me, he's like, hey. It's like, ugh. I, I'm just confused. I don't care. I just want to know. Like, it bothers me, I guess, that I don't know. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it feels like uh, they're, again, like, uh, tell the story. You know? It's yeah. it, it, it's right there. You've given it you've given it plenty of TV time. Like maybe have the acclaim actually discuss that part amongst themselves in the locker room instead of one of these uh, popping in on him segments. Yeah, I, I don't know, but anyways, enough. <laughs> Ric 
Flair is going to be in AEW. Their stories are boring. Crowds are dead. And oh, they're going to try. Oh, now. and they're just, and they're small just, because I mean I was about yeah. dying when it, you could tell that they were shooting the crowd a very particular way the uh-huh. whole night. Yeah, and it's like, well, you guys did this to yourself. I mean, who are the? Uh, we got to get the NXT. Who are the stars of AEW? It's not the Bucks anymore. Kenny Omega is just kind of a guy. I know he's popular, but he's in like tag matches or losing all the time now. So I guess MJF, but outside of that, you know, who's the draw for this company? You can name a bunch of people in WWE right off the bat. And that's another thing they're missing is the guy where you go, oh, we got to go because the name AEW, frankly, isn't that synonymous with quality right now. Yeah, oh. Maybe we'll just have another big announcement from Tony Khan next week. And by the way, didn't he say early on in AEW he didn't want to be on TV? Yeah, yeah that is a point yeah. you have uh, called into question a number of times. <laughs> These motherfuckers on TV every week. Well, and I mean, that was just such a nothing burger announcement. Okay, I will say this. That's the most natural he's been, though. Uh, he did seem more comfortable with Nigel yeah. there. Total dork, as we know he is. And you know, I think my father already has his Christmas tree up. Ha <laughs> like, <cool. laughs> Which, that's a real thing. We just, I just saw somebody I know. Already has her Christmas tree up. Well, he said that they put it up in June. I'm like, that's weird, man. Be like my the guy who never took his down. Uh, I was gonna say, be like my in-laws and just leave it up year round. <laughs> Wait, didn't you leave that one in the basement up like almost year round? Uh, yeah, because I don't think I had anywhere to store it. <laughs> So I just left it up. I that just de- the storage spot. I, I, I de-decorated it though. Like I did not leave it in Christmas ornaments year round. Thank you very much. Just put a sheet over it. I could have done that, <laughs> I suppose. But the well, dogs probably would have played with it then. Oh yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, speaking of sheets, NXT had their Halloween Havoc week two. <laughs> See. <laughs> Uh, uh, a bizarre sure. show for me. Like this one was just all over the place. Like some of the angles were strange. <laughs> the storylines were like okay. Match quality I thought was all right. I didn't have any real too many big issues. But just yeah, a weird show. Like I thought it was inferior to week one. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, the, the main event lived up to, uh, billing, but, uh, well, you know what? I, what a surprise, so. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Sorry, one text. thing that I did love was the whole, uh, metaphor Scooby-Doo 
Tozawa stuff. Uh, that's one of those. I know that we talk about it a bunch with NXT, but those skits, uh, it just had me cracking up the whole night because uh, once they were dressed up like uh, Scoob and the gang, uh, I was just like, okay, yep, this, uh, I'm in for this. It wasn't like it wasn't quite as it, it was the weakest of the ones they've done. But I think Noam Dar has really gotten to be quite entertaining. And it's really crazy. Like, he was the star of that whole thing. And then no. I I really enjoyed the reveal at the end. The reveal that Tazawa speaks perfect English, by the way. <laughs> Which we've all known. But they all of a sudden just acknowledge He goes, oh, okay. We'll see you next week. And it walks off. And it's like. What? No one's gonna say anything, and then, and then, he, then no one does. Like, oh, thank God! And he's looking around at the actors who he's just said, "Hey guys, I'll pay you more than what Tazawa's paying you." So he knows they're actors, but he's still scared. And <laughs> Tazawa goes, "Like, well, I don't even remember what does he say?" And then all the actor zombies are gonna eat Noam Dar. Like, oh yes. It was so dumb. Like, like you know they're actors. But, yeah, I mean, it just, as soon as they said they have to go and get it, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. So, not as good as uh, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. There's no way that was going to be that good. Uh, so. Oh, well, I will tell you that uh, I did think that... Uh, Jakara Jackson uh in her uh her skit she really uh she really got me Wait what skit I'm sorry what's, uh, what's, it, her, what's the, name? the metaphor I'm trying to think yeah. if she was Daphne or if she was supposed to be Velma I think she was no, supposed No she was supposed to be Velma Okay Cuz last legend was uh I almost said last LaRue, by the way last legend was Daphne Okay yeah, then it, it it was the I think it was the first uh, segment like that entertained the shit out of me. That was probably my favorite out of that whole whole group there. Yeah, but so that that was just like a, a fun little in interspersed thing. I don't know what happened with Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. That was like, boom. I'm like, well, this is an AEW, clearly, because they would have just had a roller in the ring and pin her or something. So, but that was strange, because they, like, they didn't really advertise it. And then they said, hey, your match is coming up. And she's like, the hell with you, and beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I- I'm glad they did not start the match like they would have in AEW. Yeah. She's got, like, she got one arm and, like, half her eyes hanging out. You good to go? I can do it. Okay. And then we have a 30-minute match where no one sells anything, including having one, like, no arm. But, but yeah, the show starts with the Creeds and Garza and... Uh, Carrillo. Yeah. I expected the Creeds to lose because they're going to Raw, but they looked pretty dominant, like... Uh, yeah, I I, I was kind of wondering about that outcome because they haven't really built. The, they're trying to reboot, 
Um, Korea and uh, and Garza, but I don't I don't know if it's working or not. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know if they had enough mustard to beat the Creeds. Like, don't you need a little bit more than that? Yeah, it was just you know it was just a one off because they cost them a match, and all of a sudden they just you know spin the wheel and it's a ladder match. Like, because I mean, I wouldn't have been completely surprised if uh, the family took them on and got a big W on the way out. But well, I, yeah, yes, you know, like Carrillo and Garza. That's like a that's a different question. <laughs> but it seems like the family and Andre Chase have something going on. And oh, I was like, I'm, oh. I'm going to laugh if he has gambling debts to them. There, it's got to be something. Like, he uh, bet the school or something. It's going to be something stupid, which is fine, because it's Chase U, and it should be, you know? But, yeah, I, I didn't think for a second that, you know, the, the ladies were going to win the belts. Oh, oh, no. I still enjoyed it. I liked how Thea Hale was slowly back into, like, some Chase U colors as well. So yeah, that curious. was an interesting development. Yeah, but I'll be curious next week if she's back to the darker clothes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, I don't know where they're completely going with this story, so I'm kind of excited to see what what happens because... J.C. Jane and uh, Chase, Andre Chase, had, um, you know, another backstage segment on their own. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like there's something there for some reason. And I don't – and now you throw on the family stuff on top of it. It's it's kind of weird what's uh, going on over at Chase U currently. Yeah. But I also like that's kind of intricate storytelling too, where there's a lot of different moving pieces. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, there's I don't know if that's really going on too much for the rest of this show. Everything was kind of cut and dry. Um, uh, we might have talked about like all of the segments now. <laughs> yeah. And and, and, we... and not the uh, not the matches because I mean the metaphor stuff did kind of chew up a lot of that in between stuff. And then uh, we ended up with, uh, I mean, the only other thing to talk about was the, the somewhat reemergence of Isla Dawn, and uh, I was hoping to buy my time to remember the other person's Alba Fire. Alba Fire. Yes, Isla Dawn. <sighs> She's dreamy. So uh, it's like, I, I'm getting a thing for English chicks. Like, no, she's Scottish, but I guess European chicks. Like her. And then uh, Blair Davenport. But I've always had a thing for her anyways. Like, there's just something rugged about them. It's like, <laughs> hell yes. So, but yeah. I was I was sorry to, like, sad to see Shotzi and uh, I just had lost her name. Scarlet. Thank you. Now, now it's your turn. <laughs> see them go. But, yeah, yeah. I, I like the use of them. It was just fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it gives someone TV time that is... Yeah, much needed. Yeah. Yeah, and they fit the gimmick, too. 
Oh, for sure. That uh, that that always helps out. Yeah, and then it's funny, like Chelsea Green and Piper Niven are there, and then Isla Dawn and Alba Fire like Tottenham. It's like, oh, all right, so that's why that's why they're there. Like that was the entire reason for them to host the show was just to get that little thing going. So yeah, and, and, you know, and it's very clear that this is Triple H's company to run, like creative to run. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's something that, uh, I don't think we've talked about a lot, but yeah, you can definitely tell at this point, like, I feel like even when Triple H kind of had main control earlier before that little weird Vince interlude earlier this year, where there is maybe still some stuff about the product that wasn't like a hundred percent Triple H. And definitely the recent stuff, you're like, I mean, we've had, what, how many, because both Shinsuke and Zia Lee are now getting uh, subtitled video packages so that they can get their characters over. Hey, real fast, was that Zia Lee thing, was that not planned? Because they had a whole backstage thing with Candice, so I figured that was all storyline. Like her getting her bell rung like that? Uh, but I, I, I was trying to figure out uh, what uh, what the case was there, whether it was legit or not, because it's just like the doctors to me didn't seem to pay enough attention to her if it was a legitimate issue, right? So I'm like, this is a storyline, right? But they sold it so well. That, you know, I guess I even left the segment wondering what the case was. Yeah. And especially the backstage interaction was what got me. Like, oh, so they're actually following up. But you think if they're following up, she's not actually hurt. Like, she wouldn't just be sitting there with an ice pack on her. (laughs) Oh, right. So... Yeah, I think that's when I felt a little more sure that it was uh, definitely a, a gimmick. Because I'm just like, dude, that would be fucked up. <laughs> Interviewing her when yeah. she really has her bell rung. Yeah, or, or should be seen, being seen by a doctor for a concussion <laughs> or something like that. But no, hey, we got to film it real fast. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you can barely do anything. So I'm guessing, you know, it is... You know storyline, but it was still pretty convincing. Yes, so yeah. On her part, but anyways. Yeah, better sell job than most. That is uh, that is for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think. The, um, so Braun absolutely destroys Robert Stone as it should. Of course, of course, Von Wagner shows up. <laughs> yeah, Von Wagner did kind of make his rock uh, fast six uh, entrance here. Though he did not rip off his head bandage, I was a little disappointed. Well, he he shouldn't rip it off. He should just flex his forehead and blows off, you know? That's what Rock did. All he did was flex, and that thing shot right off. <laughs> so, and then they, you know, they tease next week. He's, you know, he's going to fight Braun Breaker, and he's still having headaches. Uh, yeah. It seemed like a weird time to uh, end up having the challenge happen. You know, just because you're kind of given... 
It almost, to me, makes Braun Breaker look weak if he loses because he's losing to clearly a man who is having some health issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, you know, it also makes sense because it's definitely been a story for uh, a long time at this point. You know, like, because they've kept them on, they've kept Stone and, uh, why am I blanking on, uh, his his name? Good God. This shows, no, um, Von Wagner. Uh, You know, I mean, they've been doing the hospital skits for a couple of weeks now. Like, you kind of felt, you know, it's one of those, if they're on TV, you you never feel like they're going to be out that long. Right. Well, was it even last week the first one with the headband? No, he's had the headband. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. He's. I, so I, I feel like he's had that the whole time. Just, just, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, yeah. I, mean, like, he, I don't know why it makes me laugh. It just does. Like, it's just. It's so dumb. He, like, why does he have? All right. In all seriousness, you put gauze around someone's head because he, they're. You know, there's cuts or there's bleeding, so you need something to, like you know, so it doesn't happen. I guess you can have it to cover up like an abnormality or a deformity, right? You know, his skin's messed up. But this thing is so perfect looking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like he's having concussion pro. Well, I mean, and aren't they implying concussion problems? <coughs> <coughs> And it's just like how how is a bandage helping a concussion? Well, no, he got his head smashed, so we're supposed to be thinking that his skull is broken. Remember? Uh, so even then, did yeah. it protrude through his skull? Because if or through his skin? Because if that's the case, wouldn't he be dead? <laughs> that sounds fatal. I'm no doctor, <laughs> but that sounds fatal. So. There you go. But uh, we have a Pittsburgh game on in the background. So <laughs> silent, as I see. Oh. Not a touchdown yet. But anyways. Yeah. But yeah, it just cracks me up. Like, wrestling's so fucking funny with this. It never gets old. Eyes out. Oh, uh, yeah. It never gets old. It's like DDP's perpetual rib injury. The funniest damn thing. Like oh. now, now the new thing is that uh, kinesio tape, which doesn't do dick all. I, I don't understand, and I've had like professionals explain this, and I, the entire time I'm just sitting there staring at him, going, "So you're putting tape on me, so it'll stabilize something inside?" Yes, that's not how that works. It's not a cast. You're literally putting tape on me. Like, there's no electric pulses. There's nothing. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So, anyways, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to pretend to play a doctor. So, uh, I'm just going to thank God that I've never had to use that stuff. Like, that just seems like you're in a bad spot if you're using that, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. but it's. And then what. Uh, besides the main event, what other match are we missing? Oh, uh, Dominic Mysterio yes. versus Nathan Fraser. That was fun. Uh, yes. Yes, it was. And that, 
Yeah, it was a false start. I, uh, I was watching this going, damn, you haven't seen this yet. So that's why I just texted you. It was like, you know, spoiler free. Hey, when are we going to start giving credit for Dominic becoming a good and prof- a good, competent professional wrestler? Uh, I feel like it's been uh, the last uh, month plus uh, it started to sink in here that uh, Dominic Mysterio is, in fact, good at his craft. Yeah. So. I I think getting away from his dad and having to work with everybody else is actually far more beneficial. Um, I'm not going to say NXT is what's done it. But he's gotten to work with some guys who, you know, would be featured on AEW or Impact or TNA, whatever, you know, whenever that change happens. He's, he's being featured with people who are pros that aren't his dad and that aren't, if you want to, like, differentiate it, superstars, you know? Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. Nathan Fraser's really good, too. Oh, yeah. that the, it, Mysterio has definitely wrestled a bunch of good wrestlers, but I don't think, you know, as good as, as much as I like Frazier, because uh, I think he is excellent in the ring, um, it, it, it wasn't all him, you know, in that match. Dominic is just getting to be a good wrestler now. I yeah. do think that it's helped that it was also something you were <laughs> at one point we were making fun of his physique, but he's definitely started to put on some weight here, or at yes. least he's been putting on some muscle. And it's just like, I think that's helped him out too. Yes. Um, he's also getting his facial features, not features, uh, facial mannerisms down. Uh, oh, his expressions are getting better. Because um, a lot of the time, and I've seen this, when he was done with a match, he would just kind of have a blank expression. And you're like, oh, well, where is he right now? But now, you know, he's given a little cockiness. Uh, no. He'll give like a little fright. Like, oh, my God, I just got away with this. Stuff like that, <laughs> which is, you know, you, know, you got to sell it to the person at the top. So it's like, all right, cool. This is. You know, it's it's kind of fun, and especially for me because I said I'll never forget this. I don't want him on my TV, <laughs> and I guess you know I'm not the most patient, but I also don't think I was wrong back then either. So it's uh, uh, it's definitely taken some time. Yeah, it it, well, it it because I mean I guess now I'm that 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 one I'm actually interested in to see uh, how long. He has been on TV now. Well, that's what someone's going to ask is, did he ever wrestle independently? Or were all of his matches in WWE, not NXT, not Deep South, not OVW, not Florida Championship, WWE? Uh, all WWE. That's insanity. I, I mean, I guess nepotism helps, you know. Uh, I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying that as a negative either. It's just what the word is. Because there were the rando appearances uh, when he was younger, but the present incarnation of Dominic as, uh, as an adult uh, 
is 2019. So, I mean, he's been with the company for four years now. And, yeah, definitely in those early days, Seth Rollins was carrying him to great matches. Yeah, and don't forget, uh, well, that wasn't a match, but Brock Lesnar beat the hell out of him, throwing him all around. <laughs> you know? So it's uh, like, hey, you want to be a wrestler? Uh, all right, hey, uh, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar's going to throw you around. <laughs> you sure okay. you want to do this? Okay, yeah. yeah. You still don't answering yes? Me. Okay. I mean, he will, but it's going to hurt. So, <laughs> well, yeah. That, no, that match was good. The outcome I, we all expected to happen. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. In no way did I expect Frazier to uh, no, win that thing. Not right now. And that's the that's the picky or the tricky thing with this Judgment Day stuff. Whenever someone loses a title, it'll be a big deal. But, I mean, the most natural one that we always come to think will lose first is Dominic. And it's like, all right, slowly building, slowly building him up, not on the level of Damian Priest or Rhea or Finn, but he still is like the weak, the weakest one, you know. Eric uh, yeah, yeah, but and honestly, the the end of that match, I would not be completely surprised if they gave a return win to Wesley. That's what I'm thinking, and. Like, what's the next, uh... But, but, I mean, honestly, what do you do with Wesley other than throw him up on the main roster at this point? <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, when, what's the what's the next... What's the next, uh, premium live event they have? Uh, oh... For NXT, I don't know. Oh... I promise or... myself it's a premium live event, too. Yeah... Yeah, that's a good question that I don't have an easy okay. answer to. Currently, I was like, oh, I'll, I, I, I'm going to need to actually look this up. <laughs> well, but yeah, it's, I can see that too, because if Wesley doesn't win, then, then what? Like, or, does, or do they do some sort of screwy thing, and it goes off to him and Ilya, but it seems like Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov are going to be going at it. Uh, I, I would hope that's more than a scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, so... Oh, no. That's, uh... Where the sh... Oh, God. Uh, holy shit. It's a long list. Oh, and I rolled into next year. Uh, oh, yeah, I knew that they had advertised it a little bit. Uh, deadline. December 9th. Oh. That doesn't yeah. seem like a deadline match, I guess. But, yeah, because yeah. Crown Jewel Survivor Series deadline are the remaining premium live events of uh, this year. Okay. Yeah, well, people are buying tickets. Might as well. You know? <laughs> uh, oh. Get some money. But I still think they need to get out of full sale. Or they need to reconfigure something that... The setup, I don't know, just not digging the setup still. And it, it would be nice if they're not, like, even if they do other um, just smaller cities in Florida so that they don't have them stretched all over the place, I think that that would 
uh, be fine, honestly. Yeah. Like if they're if they're trying to keep costs down, like it just would bring to me it just bring a different energy for them to not be there. Um, yeah, of course, it'd be, it'd be a live energy. You know, I know it's yeah. live. Well, most of them are live, but still, you know, I mean, and, I mean, look, I know it was a premium live event, but they still sold most of the lower bowl here in Charlotte at the Spectrum Center. So that's a pretty big crowd. Uh, oh. a bigger, a bigger than an AEW crowd right now uh, you know, for one of their tapings. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but but then we had the main event, which I texted you. No spoilers, of course. Just said, shocking. The match oh. is really good. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you. Uh, well, yeah. We may as well go. You skipped one, but uh, what is it? Uh, the end of the women's uh, breakout uh, tournament. Yeah, so Ilya Dragunov and Carmella was really good. So, yeah, who cares? I don't even know who won. Lola Vice? Uh, right? Yes, sir. Sure. I will say this. That breakout tournament did not have the sizzle it did last year. Uh, I, no. I was not... I thought that that was the best match of the bunch uh, out of the whole tournament. And I guess I can see why they had those two in that position. I will say that. Like, I am still with you where it just does not have the same uh, same vibe that other tournaments have had. Yeah, it, it just seemed kind of, like, matter of fact. All right, we got to do this. Here it is. We're done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because right. they got a little bit of video package there. To start, but that was it, you know, like they didn't really follow it up. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if there were injuries, like Nikita Lyons could have been in it. Um, who, who, oh, Wendy Chu's been hurt and gone for a while. Uh, yeah, but I mean, they did make a point, uh, what was that? That Lola Vice was only in it because... Uh, there was some type of, like, she had been in it last year, but was allowed back in because she got injured afterwards, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, so it feels like they have, and I didn't realize this previously, that they have some type of arbitrary time limit on who and who cannot be, uh, part of these tournaments. You know? Oh. Uh, again, I don't know what really qualifies it, but when you're, to me, if like, and they said it a couple of times on TV, like, I'm like, you're kind of making it a point here to say that this is what happens, but I'm not quite sure that I've ever known these rules until right now. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> rules in wrestling are still arbitrary, you know? Uh, this, like... this is true. That's why I didn't think, to, you know, like, I, it... Is one of those things that stood out to me, but I don't really care one way or the other. Like no. it, it is what, it, like you said, it's kind of a wrestling thing. Yeah, but yeah, but then we have the main event. Yeah, excellent match. Uh, I figured oh, Ilya yeah. was winning. They did kind of tease, like, what the hell's going on with Trick and Mello? Um, you've yeah. got the tease of Baron Corbin and Dragonoff now. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a successful transition from. Mellow losing again, whether it be by distraction because music plays 
or, you know, and then um, distracting that Mellow lost with the intrigue and the cliffhanger of like, well, wait a minute, what's Trick doing? Or why is Trick out there? Um, <laughs> yeah, Trick picked a pretty uh, interesting time to uh, make his appearance. Because mm-hmm. that's it. I I wasn't really... Just because Baron Corbin had kind of made it clear that he was coming after Dragonoff, I didn't feel like that end of things needed to happen. Because uh, I was almost more into them just ending with the tension of what was going to happen between Trick yeah. and Carmel. Because, like, to me, there's actual tension there. Like, that's fine that uh, Dragonoff's going to move on to a feud with Corbin. Like, Corbin's been great down there. You know, and maybe that's what some of these guys needed. You know, like, it. I, I feel like that's the reason Corbin is stuck around. They're like, hey, like, all of the talent thinks that, that, that you're really open out here. That was, isn't that always been his thing? Is that he's been good in the ring. He's a good hand. He knows what he's uh, doing, but... <laughs> I mean, I've made, I, I've definitely made my fair share of uh, jokes about his in-ring work, but over the years. But I don't think I've complained about that in quite a while at this point. You know, like, I, I, yeah, like uh, he's just been good for a while now. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, and it's so like put him with Dragonoff. I don't, I don't have, I don't have the same anticipation I would with him and Mello. But no, I, it's not, it's not like a total jump off a cliff sort of thing. Uh, no, it'll be good, but yeah, him, it's just a different dynamic. Um, oh, yeah. it'll, it'll big, be more like man. him, and it'll be more like Dragonoff and uh, Gunther. Slash Walter, since that's what his name was, I guess, during that feud, right? So, uh, you know, big man, little man kind of uh, situation. So, yeah, like, they're, yeah, different matchups create different uh, expectations, for sure. Yeah, I, it's funny, Dragunov doesn't look that small, but then when around Corbin, he's definitely shorter, you know? Yeah, Baron Corbin is a large gentleman. Yeah, he's six five, six six, or something like that. So he's not small. Probably, yeah, probably six four, but uh, yeah, you know, he's somewhere between that. six four and six six. Yeah. Like I, he's a large gentleman. You know, like to me, it's like eh, if you're getting to that height, just piss off. Oh, God, I saw that dude, uh, basketball player. Was it? Oh, the uh, Webley. Yeah, or Jesus whatever his Christ. name is. That's a big person, especially as he gets older and bulks up. Holy shit! Look out. Uh, six, build height six eight. Oh wow! Uh, now they're saying uh, personal information on Wikipedia is saying six six. I would imagine that somewhere along the line he's had to mention his real height, like when since he was in the NFL. I, I would imagine they weren't gimmicking his height. I mean, but still, I mean, six six is still pretty tall uh, by WWE standards, even. 
Yeah, especially now. They seem to have like <clears throat> smaller kids. Small kids? Smaller guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're... Because... I mean, is there any one... Because Omos hasn't really been on TV at all. No. Uh, like, I'm trying to think of people... Daba Kato, oh my gosh. Like, who did he lose to? And it's just like, oh my god, we're never going to see him again, huh? And we haven't. Or, well, we won't. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember who that was. Uh, yeah, because I'm trying to think of some of the other, like, tall, tall guys that would really start to e- even make Corbin look short, but... What? I mean, Brock's only, only quote-unquote, 6'3", or something like that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, Corbin's taller than him, at least. Uh, so, yeah, I can't think of too many people, really, just in the WWE as a whole that are uh, taller than him right now. It's kind of wild. I'm trying to think of others, but I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's not... Too many like giants, if you will. Yeah, like uh, other than almost, like I can't think of someone that is in that. Like he's out. Who? Braun. Oh, Braun. Yeah, yeah, he would be in that category. Yeah, we really do live in a in a time right or watching a time right now where there's not like the huge guys, like Undertaker, Kane. No, no Big Show. No. Nathan Jones. (laughs) <laughs> Mike Reich, uh, what was Mike Knox's name what was Mike Knox's oh, was that his name yeah I think he just went by Mike Knox didn't he oh okay well and then yeah because there was always like the like the ones that it's, oh, hey he's tall or uh Greg Collie he's gone yep oh my god yeah. he's been so gone <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, I, I that's kind of wild. I, I didn't even mean to get into that diatribe off of talking yeah. about Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov. Well, I mean, that's something that, <laughs> you know, that was always a Vince thing. Triple H goes a little smaller. But, well, no, Dijak's, what, 6'5"? Uh, he's, he's pretty tall. Yeah, he, he's got to be in the conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, so... You know, it's, I'm sure those guys are coming back, but right now, no. Yeah, six seven. Oh wow! All right, I don't know. That's tall. Holy shit! And he was in the cruiserweight classic too. That is insane. Uh, was he in the cruiserweight? Yes. Yes. Uh, he lost a shit ton of weight. If I remember right, I believe that was him. Yeah. I didn't think. I thought he just came on to NXT. No, I'm not seeing anything about uh, about that. Who was? Uh, I know that Cedric Alexander cut a bunch of weight to get in the cruiserweight classic because he was bigger in Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how much weight he like. I don't think he was that drastic, but I do think that he cut a decent chunk of weight. Okay, yeah, that's not... To get in. Yeah, that wasn't true. Yeah. Maybe, I was, maybe I was thinking of Cedric Alexander, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not a lot of big guys anyway. 
No. Anything else to wrap up NXT talk here? I mean, we did get to the main event and even talked about the post-main event angles at this point. No, I think we're good on that. So, yeah. Bell time beer on your end, sir? Nah, this one was water. So. Um, This was one of my uh, beers that I picked up on vacation this year. Uh, Alliance Brewing Company, uh, CMS, Hazy, uh, IPA, Citra, Mosaic, and uh, Simcoe Hops. They are out of Knoxville, Tennessee. So uh, should one find themselves in uh, in Knoxville in the near future, uh, CMS or uh, Alliance Brewing uh, has some pretty uh, quality beers to uh, pick up. Uh, so uh, yeah. Go pay them a visit if you get the chance. So uh, that is the suggestion from at DeFrango11. He is at Granny Mays. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any other locations like Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids.